Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is John 8, verses 31 to 32. What is the truth about guilt and shame for believers in Jesus? Romans 8, 1, this is in the Passion Translation, says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the Anointed One. Guilt and shame are Satan's strategy to separate you from God. Let me give you an example. For seven years, I was part of a bi-weekly prayer meeting at a church in Hong Kong. That prayer meeting was an incubator. Each of us was learning how to pray. We were also learning who God is and who we are in Christ. In the midst of prayer battles, we learn a lot about God and ourselves. One of the most important lessons that we learned that came from times when uh, people began agonizing about how inadequate they were. Someone would say something like, Oh Lord, I'm just a worm. We fail you, God. Forgive us. Others agreed. The more they confessed their feelings, the deeper we sank into the pit of guilt and shame. Our focus shifted from God to ourselves. Guilt and shame wrecked those prayer meetings. These were good people, dedicated warriors. Many of them were doing great things for God. They really loved Jesus, yet they didn't feel worthy to approach Father God in prayer. Some of those prayer meetings never recovered. We prayed for an hour and a half and never got out of that pit. If you've asked Jesus to forgive your sin and have made him Savior and Lord of your life, Jesus took your guilt to the cross. He endured the shame for the joy set before him that you would be set free. Romans 8.1 says your life is joined in life union with Christ. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against you. Everyone hears a voice of condemnation. Even mature Christians who live wholeheartedly for Jesus hear that voice from time to time. That's Satan. He's the accuser. It's his voice you're hearing. Ignore him. He's a liar. Father God never talks to his children like that. Never. Before you will feel comfortable walking with God in a real personal way, you need to accept that Jesus' death on the cross perfects you so you can boldly approach God. You need to experience God as a loving Father. And you need to know that your human frailty doesn't disqualify you. Jesus paid a terrible price to set you free from the crippling wounds of condemnation, guilt, and shame. Don't go back into Satan's pit. Romans 8, 1-2 in a different translation. This is the New Living Translation. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him... The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Hebrews 4.16 in the New King James Version says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I love Hebrews 4.16. I want you to see this. You are a son or a daughter of God. If you need something, you permission from your dad to interrupt him. You can run into the throne room no matter what he's doing. He always has time for his kids. You're confident of his love for you as you enter. He's sitting on a throne of grace, not judgment. Grace means two things in scripture. It means unmerited favor. God favors you. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it, but you're a favorite of God. You're a son. You're a daughter. He loves you. The second meaning of grace is the strength and power of God that enable us to do what he tells us to do. 
The source of your inner strength is God's grace. So grace is not just favor. It is the power to live the life that God calls us to live. Hebrews 13.9 in the NIV says, it's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. And Romans 5 verse 2 in the NIRV says, through faith in Jesus, we have received God's grace. In that grace, we stand. We're full of joy because we expect to share in God's glory. We have the privilege of approaching God's throne. It's a throne of grace for us who believe and obey. We approach God with confidence, without fear, knowing we will receive mercy for our failures and help in time of need. That's grace. When God looks at you, what does he see? I know you sin from time to time. I wish I could say I didn't, but I do too. So how can you or I boldly approach God who is holy and will never tolerate sin? Well, God sees you through Jesus' performance, not your performance. Hebrews 10, verses 12 and 14, the New Living Translation. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. When God looks at you, he sees you through Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus' blood forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Our spirits are already sanctified when we're born again. We quickly find out that our mind, our will, and our emotions are not. So in that sense, we are being made holy. It's a lifelong process of sanctification of the mind, the will, and the emotions. But when God looks at us, he sees our spirits made perfect. Galatians 3.27 says, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. By faith, you have put on Christ. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus' performance, not yours. Christ's blood covering you, making you holy, making you perfect. That's what he sees. Your daily performance has nothing to do with that. The blood is always there no matter what you do. Jesus' sacrifice was once for all time. His forgiveness is continuous, never ending. You need to know that so you won't let condemnation keep you from running to God when you fail, when you need him most. Activation. Look for the lie. Replace it with truth. Satan is a liar. He's very good at it. Friend, is there something in your life that condemns you? Are you weighed down with guilt or shame? Condemnation, guilt, and shame are the tools of the accuser, the devil, not God. Satan will tempt you into sin, then turn and point a finger at you yelling, Sinner! Sinner! He's like the rotten cousin who came to your house when you were a kid, tempted you into playing with his matches, and when you were caught with the matches in your hands, tells your mother that the matches are yours, and says, this was your idea. That's what guilt and shame are the lying, rotten cousin. When you do something wrong, God will convict you, but he doesn't reject you or judge you for that sin. Jesus forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Your sins, past, present, and future, are covered by Jesus' blood. God shows us what we did wrong and loves us into wholeness. His kindness leads us to repentance. See Romans 2.4. Conviction often sounds something like this. Dave? I saw what you did. That's not who you are. You're better than that. Come on. Come up higher. Let's work on that failing together. I'll help you. God convicts, but at the same time, he encourages us and he helps us. Galatians 5.1 in the New Living Translation says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. 
1 John 3, verses 20 to 22 in the New Living Translation. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and we do the things that please him. Pray and declare this with me. Father, I accept your invitation to boldly approach your throne of grace as a much-loved son or daughter. Sin has no hold on me. My faith in Jesus set me free. I'm free from guilt and shame and every aspect of the law and legalism. I live in Jesus' gift of forgiveness and grace. I will not live by feelings. I will not listen to voices of condemnation, including my own. I will not go back into captivity. I will live in your love and acceptance. Jesus' love for me is steadier than my heartbeat. It never changes. No matter what I do, it doesn't change. I am free from condemnation, guilt, and shame forever. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you enjoyed this video, please subscribe, like, and comment. And thank you for doing the activation to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Romans 12.2, New Living Translation. Until next time, God bless.